Agents Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Power ISA, the industry experts in real estate ISAs. Get more appointments. Make sure your follow-up gets done on time and you get the most out of your leads. Get a great ISA for real estate on your team and watch the results roll in. Power ISA has served over 1,200 agents in the U.S. and Canada since 2015, and it's the one-stop shop for everything you need to get a great inside sales agent on your team. Whether it's setting appointments with your internet leads or making outbound prospecting calls to help you get more listings, Power ISA can get it done for you. Visit PowerISA.com forward slash LCA to get started. That's PowerISA.com forward slash LCA. All right, everybody. Welcome to this show. I've got a great guest today. He's got a few books out. Barry LeBob. I've got an intro. So Barry, hold up. I don't want to screw this one up. Here it is. Barry, is it LeBob or LeBove? LeBove. LeBove. There you go. Barry LeBove is a two-time Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year recipient, author, brand strategist, songwriter. That was a good surprise. And founder, CEO of LeBove Marketing Communications and Training. In this webinar, we're going to discuss not only his book, but really differentiating yourself from the competition, which his whole book is all about. So, Barry, welcome. We appreciate you taking the time, man. Thank you, Tristan. I'm I'm very excited. I follow uh, what you're doing with Lab Code, and I think it's fantastic. Thanks, man. Well, look, we appreciate you. I hope that people get into your whole topic and obviously pick up your book. Let's get started. Right now is is a really challenging time in real estate. We've had about two million less homes sold year over year. And that means a lot of real estate agents are either not doing the same amount of business as the year before, or some of them are on their way out and some of them already left. So differentiate, this is why I loved the topic, differentiating becomes even more important, I think, than, than say the last few years when it was kind of easier to sell homes. Right. So when you're looking at differentiation for real estate agents, where would we start with that? Well, you know, one thing that's interesting is, and you're right, when 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 you have a, a, a tailwind and everything's pretty easy, you know, it's not that hard to go sell. You're taking orders. But when you're under far more pressure and there's competition and there's less inventory, you have to start looking at, okay, what do I bring to the table that is unique? Now, that does not have to be superior you don't have to be the tallest the prettiest the smartest but what do you bring that is just a little different just a little special because otherwise everything you're doing is a commodity you know otherwise why work with me you or anyone else a property is a property whatever you're going to sell you sell so you look for differentiation and sometimes that could be the company you're working on behalf of sometimes it could be your knowledge base it could be the connections you have. It could be a certain expertise that you bring to the table. So there are many, many different opportunities. And, and this is what's interesting to discover 
your differentiation, not to try to create something brand new and say, look, I, I really don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to pretend to be something. No, here's what I do. Here's how I do it. And it could be another thing that came to mind as we're sharing this is it could be your your experience. This is how I take care of my clients. This is what I do. Others don't do this. I'm not judging them. This is how I do it. So you look at what you do that is unique or different and you celebrate it. You share it. I don't think we take enough time as any business owner to really identify what makes us unique through our experiences, right? And I think that really creates our individual brand even more. Uh, when you start off your book, you mentioned, uh, what would you, uh, would you buy your own product or service? I love that question because sometimes we forget that. We pick up the phone or we put out marketing and it just seems so salesy, man. It's like mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even touch that. So, tell me, tell me how you see that. Well, you know, if you think about it, it's very easy to get so close to what you offer or your firm. Let's say you're part of a firm, and there's there are a dozen of you. It's very easy to get so close to it and think, hey, we're no different than anyone else. We're just selling stuff. It doesn't matter. That's one of the problems that happens because not only, and this is important to anybody that's running a firm or part of a firm, not only does that hurt your market share, but here's what else it hurts. It hurts the morale and the performance of those who are working with you. If I'm just doing a same old, same old, I'm just fulfilling an order. I'm just, I'm nothing different. And, and what we offer here is nothing different than anyone else. Not only am I probably going to sell less, of course, but you're not going to win the hearts and minds of the other teammates that you're working with or the employees that work there because they're thinking, yeah, I'm just a cookie cutter. I'm just part of a machine. So it's very critical to understand that, look, yes, there are things we do that other people do, but here's what no one does quite like what we do. Here's what no one offers quite like we do. And if people are going, nah, I don't think there's anything there, then you've got to think harder because there's some reason you have been successful. There's something. Yeah. You know, um, I've worked many times with companies that are over a century old. And we'll walk in, we'll be talking to their leadership and they go, well, we don't do this well. We're probably the worst in this. Uh, you know, our quality's not that good. Our prices aren't really very good. You know, our performance is really low. And we go, okay, wait a minute. How did you stay in business for 121 years then? If you yeah. really were that bad. And so we have to look at ourselves and it's not just all positive thinking. It is legitimately, you know, we really do this and that really darn good and we need to tout it. Is that where we start when we're trying to discover what makes us different? Do we go for our absolute strengths or what's the process that you take companies through in discovering this? Well, when we take a company through it, we look at all the different audiences. So your the, the folks listening to you can apply this to their audience as well. Um, you look at your audiences. So for instance, you have customers or clients. You learn from them. Why are you, why'd you work with me? Why'd you work with our firm? And it's not just going to be, you're the cheapest. 99% of the time, it's not going to be, oh, you know what? You're the same as everyone else. You're just the cheapest. No, you're going to hear something. There's going to be something. You also talk to the your, your partners, the team, your employees. 
what do, what do we do that's a little different? What have you heard that you think is a little different? You look at your competition. What are they promising? And are they promising something that, well, you know, we don't promise because we do it differently. We we promise X and then you have to say, OK, we promise that. OK, do we promote it? And do we celebrate it? And that's the thing that's very important. It's not just, hey, we do blank and blank and no one else does. It's like, hey, let's stop. Let's let's make sure everybody at our company, whether it's five people or five thousand or fifteen thousand, they all understand this is what we do. This is what makes us just that little different. Uh, uh, you know, Kristen, we were talking about computers. Uh, and you know somebody buys a Mac or somebody buys a PC. Okay, well you could you look at it like that. Well, Macs, the people who buy Macs, oh they're the greatest, they're amazing. Okay, but there are a lot of people that buy PCs that prefer a PC to a Mac. Yeah. So you could say one is superior and the other is inferior, but the reality is, for some of us, a PC is far far better than a Mac and vice versa. It's the same way. You don't you don't look at your competition and say they're terrible and they're horrible. But here's what we do. And if you value that as a customer, you're at the right place because that's what we do. This is how I do it. I like that. That reminds me of when I was speaking with Seth Godin. He said people like us do things like this. Right. Right. So I, I love that. Very reminiscent of right. that. Well, and, and what what Seth does and in his latest book, he talks about this. He talks about significance. People need significance, right? Well, that's part of what the power of differentiation is about because am I just selling something everyone else can sell or am I bringing something else to the table? And if I'm bringing something else to the table, which I bet most of your audience is, okay, wait a minute. That means I have a meaning. I have a significance. I'm doing something of value. And that's what's important. So his message is is very much in tandem with what we preach with the power of differentiation. That that really sets you apart, right? The significance, like, why am I doing this? Right. And why should I buy from you? What significance are you bringing to me? And if there's if you don't believe you have significance, then you're not going to transmit it to your clientele. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. It's that confidence. It's like you you kind of like half-assing the sale like you don't even believe what you're saying right interesting man where do you think that stems from do you do you think that comes from not having clarity as to what you actually stand for i think i think it comes from that i think another thing comes from is there's so much communication out there uh in the media that we're overloaded and what happens is we start to try to be like everyone else and we start yes. to try to measure ourselves up to everyone. And you know what? I'm not as tall as the other person. I have less hair than the other. I don't have this. I, I have a smaller for I'm not as good instead of saying, OK, no problem. But what do we do well? How come I've been successful? Why has my firm, my company done what it's done over these years? It's not just pure luck. Um, sometimes you have a process. One thing I'll share is your your Folks out there may have a process, a promise, and experience. So when you work with me, here's the five steps that you that you will, you know, go through with me. All right. Yeah. Well, sometimes we'll talk to a company and they'll have a process and we'll say, okay, well, that's unique. They go, no, 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 everybody does it. We'll go, okay, well, hold on. 
everybody does all five of these steps. And then we'll always hear, oh, well, no, but I mean, everybody does at least one or two of them. We go, yeah, yeah, I get it. Does everybody do all five? And most of the time they go, well, well, no. And we'll go, why? Well, step number four takes a lot more time, but we think it's a lot, it's, it's, there's a lot of value in it. And we're going, okay, you've got something that's unique. It's a differentiator. Now, what do you call your process? And they'll normally go, well, we just say it's the process. We go, okay, let's name it. You know, celebrate this thing. Give this thing a name. Put it on your website. Say, I'm the only company. I'm the only person that offers blank. I like that. I just put the link to your website with your books. Yep. So yep. the power of differentiation, that's what we're talking about. Right. Uh, I have a question because one of your chapters, you talk about, and I don't remember which one it was, the perfect trap. Mm. Can you talk about that? Because I always feel like we're always frozen into not taking action, right? So tell me about that. That's really well well said. Uh, we quite often feel that as soon as we hire that new person who's going to be perfect and they're going to do this and that, then we'll move forward. Or we go, as soon as the economy starts to uh, really cooperate, we'll then do black. Oh, as soon as COVID is all over, then we'll, we're always waiting for things to get perfect. And then we'll go do something. And the reality is, as you are waiting for something to get better, something to be perfect, your smart competition out there is moving way past you because they know that things aren't perfect. Nothing is perfect. Um, Tristan, you, you mentioned I was in music. One of the things people don't understand about your favorite hit songs, most of those were accidents. They were mistakes. The guitarist was playing something and his fingers went to some spot on the fret and he went, oh, what's that? It was it was our, it was a mistake, arguably a mistake. And he goes, well, let me try it again. And he does it again. Or the, the person on the piano is playing something and, and the, the fingers go to a different place than normally. Whoa, what is that? Well, in reality, it's a mistake. Your fingers went somewhere. It wasn't where it was supposed to go, but there's something magical about it. And you listen to that and you go, wait a minute, that's differentiation. There's something I like about that. There's something that's different. Again, not necessarily better, but there's something different. There's a magic. And so when we start to realize that, we have to realize that perfect doesn't really exist. And we can't strive for perfection. And if we do that, we're wasting time. And by the way, if somebody thinks, no, I, I really need to be a lot better. I need to be perfect at what I do. I mean, it's kind of arrogant because how do we even judge what perfect is? We're humans. We're That's totally true. flawed humans. So how do how can I say what you did is perfect? I, I'm a human. I can't judge perfection. So action is far better than sitting there and waiting. And any of your uh, audience that work in small companies or small teams, one of your biggest advantages is large corporations tend to move slowly because they are very worried about perfection. I'm afraid to make a mistake. I'm afraid that I'm going to do something that has a flaw in it. Forget it. You go for it. You make a mistake, you fix it. You take action. I think that is the key. It's it's adapting quickly. 
after you you make errors how do we then how do we push through that because Barry the the world that we live in I feel like is less forgiving when you make mistakes because we're we're all in front of everybody else on social media right mm-hmm you know, I think you own up to it, but I'll give you a great example. Every day, your um, your phone, your iPhones, your smartphone, or if you're driving an EV, your EV will get an update. Oh, I have an update. Okay, great. I'll do that. Okay, everybody, those are fixing flaws. Those are those updates primarily are fixing something that broke. Mm. We live that every day. We're living in a flawed environment, but they spin it. It's an update. It's not a problem fix. It's an update. And I'm just saying we have to look at it as nobody is really going to expect perfection from us, but they do expect us to, to bring our best to the table. And they expect us to own up if we make a mistake. You know, if we make a mistake, you own up. Very true, man. Very true. Uh, I think a lot of us get stuck in that piece because we don't want to make those mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. So with those with those bigger companies, let's say you we go back to that century old company that you were talking about when they're like, "Hey, we don't do this, we don't do that, we we suck at this," right? right. Um, sounds familiar, by the way. When you were going through that, I'm like, "That sounds like me." <laughs> like, but we do one thing really well that stuck with me because you said. We try to be like everyone else. And that I think is the biggest mistake because we're we're also, I think inherently, we're always trying to copy what works, right? How then do we find that differentiation in our in our natural habits to want to just copy? Yeah, you know, we have to have the strength to realize that if we try to copy, we're gonna be a very, very weak imitation of. The competition. I mean, we're going to be weak. Um, if if we also realize that, look, we cannot be all things to all people, and that's brands, and that's people. It has no. There's no difference. We cannot because if we try to be all things to all people, how do you sleep at night? How do you mm-hmm. wake up in the morning feeling like, look, I can tackle this? Well, how you can't. But if you realize, look, I'm pretty good at these six things. I'm not really good at these two things. But I'll tell you what, nobody beats me on this one or these two things. You can wake up and and face the day and go, you know what? I, I think I can do pretty good. And part of it is keep in mind, it's the, it's the marketing of your firm or you as an individual to be able to explain to people, look, the way I do business is not for everybody. So it could be our product. It could be, you know, how I perform as a salesperson. It's not for everybody. I believe blank, blank, and blank. My customers truly appreciate that I bring those three things to the table. Here's how I do it. So when you work with me, this is what I deliver. Now, other people do it differently. I'm not judging them. I'm just saying, when you work with me, this is what you get. And that's the differentiation. But keep in mind, otherwise, you're a weak imitation. And why work with the imitation? Is that part of when you were talking about, can you deliver your experience, that brand experience? Is that what you're referring to? Right. If you if you try to be all things and you don't realize that people are turning to you, not for perfection, but they're turning to you because they want someone they can count on, they can trust. 
then you have what we call a you you have a, an experience that you are delivering. And we all deliver an experience. We know some people who are very, very inconsistent and depending on the day, they're great or they're terrible. And then we know others where you go, that guy is a rock star or that that woman is a killer. She's amazing. She always does it. And the point is, we need to be consistent. So let's let's think about this, everybody. We need to be consistent in what we deliver as to who we are. Well, the only way we can count on that is if we're truly being ourselves if we're trying to be everybody else we cannot deliver on everything but we can deliver on what we do best and it's these two things these three things and again how do you learn what those are ask your clients ask your customers look at your competition what do we do that others don't do talk to people that you work with what are we doing that's any different think about do some analysis why in the world have we sold businesses uh, so much work or how, why in the world have we done so well? How come we have a particular market that we seem to do great in? And we stop for a minute and, you know, it's not just that we have great personalities. It's like, wait a minute, nobody knows blank like we do. I like that. And I think that becomes even more important in the current market we're in as, as, real estate agents, right? Brokers, teams, and all of that, because it's getting a little bit more challenging here. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be here for a little bit. So I think that only prepares us to re, I'm going to use your term, but uh, re-engineer your brand, which is one of your chapters, right? Right. This is the opportunity. How do we re-engineer our brand? Do we just go do those three things, asking who we work with, asking who we serve, and then looking to our competition? Yeah, the, the, those are among those things. We have a process. So our that's one of our differentiators. So we have five steps. And one step is just to you know make it simple is yes, you listen and uh, you listen to humans. You talk to people who uh work with you, work for you, buy from you, used to buy from you, don't buy from you anymore, etc. So you go you go there and you study your competition. So you do that. That's step one. Second step is what we call technical immersion and that is you dive into what you are doing and how you do it and it can be technically it could be technology it could be if you're a manufacturer it could be your machinery Uh, but you look at it what are we doing that's different and you your goal is to find five to ten differentiators that may be worth celebrating the next step you do is we we then bring our recommendations after we learn, okay, here's what people think of you. Here's what we have found that make you unique. We then say, okay, here's what we think are your top opportunities to be different. We then go to our fourth step, which is what most people think of uh, with a marketing company. It's the first thing most of them do, which is, okay, so now let's do a brand. Let's go create a logo or a slogan. Well, in some cases, You don't need a new slogan. In some cases, you don't need a new brand. But we look at how do we then create that messaging around your experience or your differentiators. And then the fifth step step is very important, and that is launching that new brand. And here's the key for everybody. The first step in launching the brand is to launch it to the most important people, and that is to your team, your employees, your team, the very people who are producing the product or the experience. 
Let them learn first before the rest of the world does, before customers do, before your industry or your market hears about it. Celebrate with them. Look, this is what we're about. Here's what we discovered. We ask many of you about this. We ask many of our customers. Here's what they love. Here's what we do, thanks to you, better than anyone else. And we're going to make sure we keep doing that. So we're celebrating this today. Going forward after today, the rest of the world will learn. But you heard it first because you are the most important people. So in essence, Tristan, what we're doing is we're giving that individual, those individuals, significance. There's a meaning in what they're doing. That's how we do it. So we have five steps. You're giving them that confidence that sometimes that's skipped and it's like what are we doing what 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 is this yeah we're just trying to fulfill an order and make some money you know what man i'm i'm guilty of that one yeah it's it's human nature it's human nature all right ruth's got a great question here um she says in defining your differentiation it also helps to define your ideal customer avatar or should that go further and get more specific well, I think what we're talking about there, what Ruth said is really good. Here's a, here's a different spin on it. You can identify your ideal customer, or you can also at the same time go, now, wait a minute, let's analyze all my customers. Uh, I seem to do really well with this type of customer. Now, that will probably be your ideal customer. That is your avatar. That is your ideal customer. You look at, see, there's a reason why you do really well with certain types of situations, companies, or customers. And that's where the magic is. There's something there. And instead of diminishing it and say, well, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, it's easy for me. Well, yes, it's easy because you happen to be really good at it. And one more thing for Ruth, take a look at the way you represent what you do and how you sell and how you present yourself. Is there anything that you take extra time or pay a little extra money for that Mm -hmm. your competition may not do? So as an example, you know, one thing I did is I bought this, this technology software that allows me to do blank and blank because I love to do this for my clients. Okay. Hold on a minute. That could be a differentiator for you. And you go, well, yeah, but I just like to do it. Yeah, but that's where you're unique. That's what makes you unique. And the customers who love you, in this case, Ruth, the customers who love you, if that's you, that's why they love Ruth. And you go, wow, nobody else has that. So instead of saying, I have my software program, you name it, you know, you know, this is the Ruth something software or something, you know, now it's nobody else has what I have. Yeah. Now you just differentiated yourself. I love that. Right. That was good, man. That was a really good breakdown, Barry. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, Kirk says, wow, that's awesome. Yes. Analyze your customers. Um, and Ruth says, yes, this is great. On point. I'm struggling a bit with how to show that I am unique. And I think that Ruth, all of us struggle with that, right? This is what makes Barry so great, right? He's helping us with this like biggest challenge we have. You know, Ruth, don't show you're great. Discover what makes you unique, which is a little different. Discover it. Ask people, why in the world did you work with? Why have you worked with me for the last 15 years? Think about it. There, there's an answer. So I don't need you to show it. I'd love you to discover that. And uh, it says you're, you know, you're unique, but afraid to show it. 
probably what makes you unique is why you have been successful. So if it's if it's the truth, if it's real, why not? I worked with real quick story. I worked with a, a hundred year old company. They created a safety latch for one of their products that saves lives. So I was talking to them. And uh, so this fits what Ruth said. I'm kind of afraid to, to brag about it, you know. And I said to the uh, VP of engineering, who was a family member of the company, I said, hey, uh, so what about it? He said, well, we spent millions of dollars, put lots of extra time into it. We created this latch. It will activate in case high pressure comes up and it literally will save lives. I said, great. Uh, how much more money are you charging for it? And he goes, well, we don't charge more money for it. I said, okay, so does your competition do this? He goes, no, they 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 don't do it at all. I said, okay, so you at least market this. And he goes, no, no, we assume everybody knows it. I said, okay, you at least named this thing. What did you name it? And he said, latch. I said, that's what you named this thing? Latch. It's like meeting someone's uh, daughter and say, what's her name? daughter. Now, come on, you got to name something special. So you look at those things We're sometimes we're too humble. And that individual is a great man. He's brilliant. And he is a super, super humble engineer. Yeah. But you know, if it's the truth, let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. you don't have to brag. Yeah, I think that would go to your number four, right? Going uh -huh. to the messaging, the messaging around the messaging, the brand, mm -hmm. all that. I love that. All right, where where would people find out more information about you, Barry? Is it just your main website? Yeah, that's a good one. Barry Labov, B-A-R-R-Y-L-A-B-O-V.com. And um my marketing agency is Labov L-A-B-O-V.com. So both places. Uh feel free to leave me a message. I'm happy to uh, you know, get on. I, I I'll do 15 minute discussions with people frequently it's fun i love talking with it if it can help somebody i'm i'm there perfect i just put up your link there and then i am going to grab your marketing agency and put it on there we'll put it in the show notes as well uh barry what are you doing next man what are you excited about for the end of 2023 or beginning of 24 um my goal is, and it's the goal of my company, we want to move the hearts and minds of a quarter million people, 250,000 people, through our message of differentiation. And um, I mentioned that to uh, my uh, publisher, and they said, wow, that's a lot of books to sell. And I said, no, it's not necessarily books. Some clients we work with have 15,000 employees. If we can help them understand the meaning and the value behind what they're doing, that's 15,000 people. So the goal, we want to hit a quarter of a million people uh, who have their hearts and minds moved and they're given, as Seth Godin would say, significance or meaning in what they do. That's our goal. I love that. Thanks, Barry. I appreciate this, man. Any questions for Barry, get a hold of him through those links. Pick up his book there. You'll click on the link and you'll easily send him an email and you probably book an appointment with him as well. Barry, thank you so much, man. Have an awesome day. Thank you. You too. Great job. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Today's podcast is brought to you by Power ISA, the industry experts in real estate ISAs. Get more appointments. Make sure your follow-up gets done on time and you get the most out of your leads. Get a great ISA for real estate on your team and watch the results roll in. 
Power ISA has served over 1,200 agents in the U.S. and Canada since 2015, and it's the one-stop shop for everything you need to get a great inside sales agent on your team. Whether it's setting appointments with your internet leads or making outbound prospecting calls to help you get more listings, Power ISA can get it done for you. Visit PowerISA.com forward slash LCA to get started. That's PowerISA.com forward slash LCA.